Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Michelle Hurtado about her wedding at Aulani. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose Aulani and how she planned everything and what changed due to the COVID-19 pandemic and how it all turned out. So welcome, Michelle. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) I would love to start at the beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Aulani. Like I guess most couples say, you know, we were uh, big Disney fans and we're big travelers. He took me to every Disney park before we got married. (laughs) So Alani actually was one of the very first vacations we ever took together as a couple. So it was actually five years to the day that we got married there from our first vacation. Wow. And did you ever consider getting married at Disney World or Disneyland? We did, but it's always been a dream of mine to be married by the beach. So we inquired around and we, the only options I believe for beach options was at the Poly. Right. I see. Okay. And so then how did your original Aulani wedding plans change due to COVID-19? Well, basically because of the restrictions in Hawaii with the social distancing and no groups bigger than five, we basically had to nix the reception and our wedding basically went from like the old system, which was because when we when we planned our wedding, they still had wishes and escape, I believe. So it went from being a wishes wedding to an escape wedding where it was ceremony and cake. Interesting. OK. And so then did you have to disinvite guests? Alani was really good with working with us, but we were only allowed to have five at our ceremony. And we actually didn't choose not to have anybody. And we had it on the Ama Ama patio. So the ceremony was going on. They actually allowed our guests to be at the closed restaurant, all six feet apart in their groups of five that could actually watch. Interesting. Okay, great. And then how did the cake cutting work? Since restaurants were allowed to be open, there was a really good restaurant across the street called Roy's, which if you've been to Alani, you know, most people eat there. And they have a patio. We were actually able to provide dinner and we had a cake there and they, you know, we cut the cake and then they served it to us there. Oh, that's wonderful. Did Disney make the cake or did Roy's make the cake? Actually, we had two cakes <laughs> because we really wanted a churro cake. So they were able to provide us a cake and um, 
there was another bakery that they recommended that made us an up cake and it was really pretty too that we had at delivered to Roy's and also cooked like up cookie up theme cookies also. Oh, that's great. And then where did you have the churro cake? The churro cake, we had actually had a grand villa. So for some of the guests that wanted some of that churro cake, we told them to come over to our suite. <laughs> now, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to be there? We originally had invited about 55 people and only 31 made it. Okay. When you were originally planning, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? Well, originally we were aiming for a Saturday, but for the location that we chose, which was the highway lawn, they actually hold a luau there. So when they told us, oh, luau's are Friday, Saturday, we were either thinking, okay, either Thursday or Sunday, and then we decided with Thursday. But it actually worked out really good because um, if you've seen reports of Alani, the resorts are pretty empty during the week right now, and it's only the weekends that they get a little crowded. So the beaches and the pitches, everybody, it was pretty empty all around. I see. But then they moved your ceremony to the Ama Ama patio? It was always scheduled for the Ama Ama patio. The reception was supposed to be at the lawn. I see. Okay, got it. And then how did you choose that venue for your ceremony? The view. <laughs> <laughs> that beach view. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. How did you choose the vendors you used for floral and decor and hair and makeup, things like that? Well, there's actually not a lot. Well, actually, you're like one of the only ones that provides like Alani like information because a lot of Disney wedding pods or just out there is mostly Disney World, Disneyland. So I had actually listened to a couple of your podcasts specifically for Alani huh. and that helped a lot. And then, you know, after that, doing some research because, you know, Disney does give you their list of preferred vendors. Right. So for each category, it's only like four to five people at max. Right. So it just takes a little bit of research, but yeah. <laughs> How far out from your event did they let you know that all of this was going to change and then you had to find Roy's and all of that? Three weeks before. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, we were still on hold. We went in February and we did a tasting. And when, you know, Alani shut down in March, nobody thought it was going to take this long. And I was like, oh, November, we're fine. We were telling everybody the wedding was still on. And then it, it keeps, you know, Hawaii kept, with Hawaii in particular with the quarantine, they kept postponing their opening to not have to self-quarantine. So that was the, the game changer. And then finally, about in September, I think, they said, okay, we're finally going to open. But, you know, that they would keep extending it. And we're like, we were like literally like holding off. And then we were waiting. And then finally, we got the green light when the resort was actually going to be able to open. I see. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Now, what was the mask and physical distancing policy like? You mentioned that all of your guests were in the restaurant. Did you guys have to wear masks during the ceremony? We did not. Michael and myself did not have to wear a mask. We did have to sign a liability for the ceremony while we were there. All our guests had to basically be wearing a mask unless they were eating or drinking. But in particular for Hawaii, they have rules about no parties bigger than five at the time because, you know, it's 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 always changing their tiers that they're currently in. So right. they made us tell our guests to make sure that if they are walking around the resort, not to be in groups bigger than five for that reason, like stay in your like basically don't don't gather into larger groups to have like, you know, big conversations. But, yes, that's how it, that's how, it's a little I think it's even more restricted because of that. 
Interesting. Okay. And then when you did photos with your friends and family members, were they allowed to stand next to you with masks on or did everybody have to wear masks? At the ceremony section, the, the little area on the on mama patio, they didn't want, they asked for nobody to go up there because they didn't want us like kind of conjugating in big groups. So the way we worked it out was we went to the beach to, there's like a point where you can actually see the hotel and we did it in groups of five at one at a time. So, wow. you know, on the beach, it's off property. And, but per Hawaii standards, you're not required to wear a mask as long as you're in a group of five or smaller and six feet away from other people. Cause it, it is property. Yeah. So as long as you're six feet away from anyone else and in your group of five, you're allowed, you don't have to wear a mask. Okay. Got it. And then when you and your husband did photos around the resort, did you have to wear masks like in the lobby and things like that? Yes. But our photographer was so good that some of the pictures you can't eat, you can't even tell we have masks like from like the back view and you know, the veil shots and stuff like that. So they came out pretty amazing. <laughs> amazing okay so can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran yes we started off the day with hair and makeup I think we started about like 9 30 we did do a first look so we had to be ready by I had to be ready by noon we didn't have bridal party but I had a couple of friends that did want to come get ready with me and obviously like mother of the bride and mother of the groom they got ready too. And then we went downstairs for our first look, like around, it's like around one o'clock and we did take photos. And then, you know, Disney came to actually, they only came to the door. They're not allowed to enter your room and they dropped off the cake and they dropped off all the little like Disney wedding goodies and stuff like that. And then after our first look, we took a break to go back upstairs and kind of touch up, refresh, get some water. And then my husband went down to the ceremony site and I was obviously the last one to go. And then they walked us in and because we actually pushed our ceremony earlier for the fact that that walk to the beach and because we had to do it in groups of five was going to take a while. So we gave ourselves more of a cushion to get more photos because we knew it was going to take like some time to get all 30 of our guests in photos individually like that while they were waiting we did leave like our card on file at the off the hook bar and they sat there and ordered drinks and food and stuff like that. So we, that was kind of like, I guess you could say our makeup cocktail for the time being. <laughs> we made it work. <laughs> huh. After the ceremony, we took pictures of the beach and then we took them with the group and that would have been like around like three o'clock. And then by four o'clock, we were done with the group photos Four to five, we took photos around the resorts with our masks. And then the sunset was coming down around like closer to six. And our photographer was really adamant, like we should go take sunset photos. And they came out incredible too. So that was around six o'clock. Then we were driven to our, by a friend, we were driven to our, you know, the restaurant, which was right across the street. And we basically had dinner from like six to nine. Got it. Did you reserve a private room or a section at Roy's? It was all outside on their patio, and they said normally we could buy out the patio, but because of the restrictions currently going on, they had to offer some outside dining for the regular guests. But the whole section that we had, nobody—it was like a kind of like a like a circle diagram, so nobody really entered that wasn't part of like the wedding party, I guess you could say in that area. Oh, that's cool. And were they able to do things like personalized menus or customize the selections for your group? Yes, they did. And uh, they were able to do all that. And well, we even did like a little sweetheart table with some flowers and things. 
and they we got we had linens and we had our flowers brought over and so yeah it wasn't it, it was without a dj and a reception it was basically a wedding reception and i believe they do before all this they have hosted weddings there too oh that's good so it really worked out yes yes we were thankful that we were able to ha- find like a backup plan in a way yes right I want to take a quick break and let you know about this episode's sponsor. I am very excited to be partnering with the heritage brand Lennox, whose products have been appearing on wedding gift registries basically since the invention of the wedding registry. Not only do they offer classic china, but they also now have casual dinnerware, serving accessories, and of course, Disney-themed Christmas ornaments. I think a lot of couples today feel like they don't need to register for housewares because they've already set up their home, but your wedding guests want to give you gifts, and they want to give you gifts that you want, and a registry is a service to them and a great opportunity for you to upgrade what you have or augment it with things that you might not buy for yourself. And then every time you use the items that your guests get you, you will think of the people who gave them to you. So I am a big proponent of using fancy china every day, especially now when we are all cooking and eating at home so much. But Lennox also has a lot of casual dinnerware that's really versatile. So they sent me this cool dessert set and tray in a mix and match pattern called Blue Bay. And when Patrick saw it, he got very excited about planning an at-home dessert party where we make the treats from our wedding in Epcot and then we eat them from the Blue Bay China while we listen to the Illumination soundtrack. But Patrick was even more excited when he saw that they included the Minnie's Dream Wedding Christmas Ornament, which you have probably seen. It's Mickey and Minnie, and Minnie is holding out her hand, and she has a 24-karat gold ring on it. We buy a Christmas ornament on every Disney trip and write the year on it, and I think it's a tradition that many Disney fans enjoy. So I feel like this ornament would be really meaningful for the year that you got married. And you don't even have to go all the way to Disney to get it. All of Lennox's Disney ornaments, the Blue Bay dessert set, and tons of other great picks for your wedding registry are available online at lennox.com. And Disney Wedding Podcast listeners can get 20% off their entire order by using the code DisneyWeddingPodcast in all caps. And now, on with the show! Now, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects of the event where you focused your attention or your budget? Definitely photography, because at the end of the day, the photos are all what you're really going to have. The dress was a big importance of mine thing. I've had my, you know, my dream dress that you want. Food for us was a big thing, too. And actually, cake was a big thing. Maybe that's why we ended up having two cakes. (laughs) Do you have any vendors you would recommend for those things? Oh, the flowers, Vaughn Design. She normally works with Disney a lot, and she was really, really good. So I know like a lot of people online, you know, they call her like the Disney queen. If you're working in Alani, like she's, she's really good. And then as far as other vendors, my hair was done by perfectly made Hawaii, I believe. And they were excellent too. We did a hair trial, you know, they worked with me right before I got there. Like I did my hair trial like two days before and there were accommodated to do it later. The Disney food that we tried, we did do a tasting there. That was excellent, even though we didn't get to order most of the food. Aww. We still got to do the tasting, but it was it was good. And they worked with us, too, because when we did the tasting there, there was more things we wanted to try. And, you know, they were able to, like, accommodate. We just had to pay a little extra for it. I see. Okay, great. 
then what aspects of planning were less important where you saved your money or your effort? I would say maybe videography. We talked about it and we, at the end of the day, we were like, okay, we won't do a video. We cut that from the budget. What else was like less important that didn't need a lot of, I guess that's about it that we really cut. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Our vows, I would have to say that we personalized ours. And in that moment, I just couldn't stop crying actually. Mm -hmm. But it was just so beautiful. I think the vows for me was my favorite moment. I'll never forget that. That's wonderful. Now, obviously, the whole plan changed, but did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? The testing to go to Hawaii for our guests. Some of the tests didn't come back on time, and that was a little stressful. So that was about that was the main thing. We had about three guests of ours that had to go into quarantine, but they were able to get out of it. But like how things are forever changing. Apparently that's not an option anymore. So if you do plan on getting married in Hawaii, make sure your friends at least or family or whoever's going to attend, like you give yourself cushion to travel. Like don't try to travel the day before, because if any of our friends that were quarantined at the time, if they wouldn't have made it, if they wouldn't have traveled earlier. Wow. Okay. That's a good tip. Oh, and like uh, Michael and myself, we took two COVID tests because we we were the, you know, we had a lot to do when we got to Hawaii. We couldn't even risk having, you know, a delay like that. Like I said, imagine not being able to board and you have to wait till your test comes back. So we took two tests just to be safe because it was that important. Wow. That's a good tip too. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal when you were planning and then it turned out not to be? The cake mainly. Because ordering a cake from another bakery that we didn't even get to try, that kind of stressed me out a little bit. That's a little, like, you're on edge a little bit because you don't know if it's good or not. Oh, that one thing that did stress me out, too, was making sure everybody was social distance and followed, like, the Disney rules. But it turned out okay. Everybody, you know, it was mainly adults that went. So we were we were perfectly fine. Like, they followed everything. And the mask compliance wasn't an issue, I guess you could say. It was fine. We all, we uh, adhered to it. That's good. Did Disney have attendants at your event who were like telling people when to put their masks on and things like that? I know they do that at Walt Disney World. Not really. I mean, they weren't really ever on property. The guests were never allowed to take off their mask unless they were eating or drinking. So with the escape collection, I know they do offer normally water at the ceremony sites but that wasn't even offered because of the fact that I don't think they wanted people taking their masks off or plus um, they can't really provide stuff like that and I noticed that at check-in too normally Alani has like like there's like a Mickey water that's not even being offered at the moment it's complimentary so it's mm-hmm. like they there really wasn't ever a time where our guests were not in like when they were at the restaurant you know they could take off their masks and stuff but there wasn't a time where they would be told oh you could take off your mask now while we were on property. I see. Okay, got it. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I maybe would have like asked for audio in the Alma Alma patio since, but I guess because they had just opened up, literally Disney had just opened up that first week. Some of our guests kind of had trouble hearing because they were, you know, so distant. So maybe I would have put audio up there so they could have heard our vows. But in a way, it was kind of like a, like a private elopement in a way, but they were kind of, they were there. It was still nice. Oh, that's good. Do you have any tips or advice for future Alani couples, perhaps ones who are trying to decide whether they should postpone their upcoming wedding because of COVID or just go for it? 
my advice is that understand that if you do decide to go forward, there will be some people from that you originally invited that might say no. And some of these people might be important to you, like important family members or important friends. And as long as you're okay with them not like being there, I'd say, you know, go right ahead. Or if not, if you're not okay with it, then maybe you should wait about, but as far as the Disney experience, I feel like we didn't miss out on anything much. The only thing we couldn't get at the time was the characters because literally at that time they were just doing the social distance characters from the balcony. But going forward, since we've left, they are actually allowing photo ops now. So I think maybe if you're able to get married there now, you could possibly request characters. But at the time that we did it, it was way too new. So like I said, we opened with we we opened when they did. Like the wedding was when they opened that week of. So it was stall. Everything was forever changing. Wow. Well, Michelle, I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Alani, especially right now during COVID-19. And of course, things are ever changing, but this is a good guideline for anyone who's curious about how it would work. So I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, well, thank you for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.